Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome, Andre Barros and Mark Kennedy, who's just joined us. Brother Mark, I uh, um, will tell you that I'm having a little challenge tonight with TalkShoe. Um, in getting a link uh, to access it. It appears as though it's coming from Google because TalkShoe is trying to send me the link and Google is not getting it through to me. So we're just going to have to see. I'm going to have to just see if I can get in on that. Bear with me one second, please, and we'll see what we can do. This could be an issue because if I can't get in on my link, I can't get in on my dashboard. <clears throat> and if I can't get in on my dashboard, I'm dead in the water. So <laughs> it's... Uh, one of those things that uh, just have to see do I try to go into studio through my computer. It's probably going to mess up. Oh, I think we yeah, I think we just got it. I think we just got it. So we're in good shape now. <laughs> Touch and go there for a little bit, guys. I'll tell you that. Um, good Lord had mercy on us. So I've just unmuted um, Brother Mark's mic, and now I've just unmuted Brother Carl. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, like I said, um, I believe that we have been, and I I don't want to try to be paranoid, but I've had Google kind of messing around with me a little bit before. I want to to recognize um, from India, Joseph Timothy, welcome aboard. Leon Kennedy, welcome aboard. And so we're glad to have you all. We're going to sing a couple. We're going to we're going to sing a couple songs, and then we're going to sing a psalm. And Mark's already read a scripture this this evening. And then we'll go over to the other part of our service. Um, <clears throat> first, this first song that we're going to sing tonight. Um, Good evening, Saraya Rias, as well, who's with us from the other side of the pond. Okay. The first selection is 273, I Love the Sons of Grace. I Love the Sons of Grace. 273. Mark, you want to start that for us? I love the sons of grace, the heirs of bliss divine. To walk in paths of righteousness and fly from every sin. They will my false recruit with heedlessly ire. How do I prize their faithful love, their kind and tender care? They Jesus and each bear. How lovely is the sight. They shall meet within the fear in everlasting light. They love the Father's name, 
They gladly do His will. They humbly follow Christ the blessed in righteousness and zeal. Well, across the page is one of my son's favorite songs, 272. And it's very, very... <laughs> um, Mark used to love to sing the song. I think he still loves the song. And it's got quite a message in it, especially coming, uh, especially because of the fact that I know what my son has went through and the fact that he can even sing this song, okay? It's called Wait and Murmur Not. Mark, you want to start that? Oh, troubled heart, there is a home beyond the reach of toil and care. A home where changes never come. Who would not fain be resting there? Oh, wait, meekly wait and murmur not. Oh, wait, meekly wait and murmur not. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, wait and murmur not. Yet when bow down beneath the load, by heaven will out thine earthly lot. Look up, thou rich, that blessed abode. Wait meekly, wait and murmur not. Toil on, nor deep the sore it be. One sigh and heard one prayer for God. The day of rest will thine for me. Wait meekly, wait and murmur not. Oh, wait meekly, wait and murmur not. Oh, wait meekly, wait and murmur not. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, murmur, murmur. Okay, we're going to sing a psalm. And it's actually taken out of um, the 100th psalm, page 52 in the Psalter. And uh, it's 100C. And it's actually like a doxology kind of a thing. Mark, you want to start that? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy everlasting, his truth enduring to all generations. Okay, well, uh, appreciate all the Facebook friends that have joined us tonight. And had some really good fellowship this afternoon, the number of people. A um, friend of mine from, two friends, one from Bend, Oregon, and the other one from Portland, Oregon. Good fellowship with them tonight, also, or this afternoon, and also um, had some good correspondence with some really good friends as well. Um, and so we we always are thankful that also have looking forward to talking to Andrew Brown tonight uh, after the program. Uh, we're going to be on the road, and so I'm going to call him on the road. But um, uh, and Brother Andrew Brown from Wichita also had <laughs> some good fellowship with one of my friends from Oregon. So I uh, also want to uh, welcome aboard Acela France Perez. Uh, join us tonight, and um, I think I've mentioned everyone else that's that's with us as well. A uh, good group of people uh, on board this evening. Well, tonight I want to uh, look at a passage, one of my favorite passages, in the book of Isaiah. I uh, spend a lot of time in Isaiah. I think Isaiah is probably, apart from the Psalms, Isaiah has got to be 
uh, one of my favorite books in the whole Bible, uh, because it so proclaims God's sovereignty in all things. And so I love uh, the book of Isaiah. And what I'd like for uh, um, Brother Mark to do is this is only 13 verses. And so what I'll do is I will have him read this 13 verses and then I'm going to uh, make some comments about them. I'm going to have Brother Carl make some comments about them. We're going to come back around. We'll give a little, I mean, we'll give Mark a little break, and then we'll have Mark make some comments about the 46th chapter of Isaiah. So, Brother Mark, if you want to, I'll tell you what, why don't you break it up a little bit? Why don't you read the first um, seven verses, and then, Brother Carl, you can read verses 8 through 13. Why don't we do it that way? So I'll turn it over to you guys. Okay, and Isaiah chapter 46, right? Yes. Okay, very good. In the, King, in the authorized King James. <laughs> I have the authorized. <laughs> all right, before I start, I wanted to say welcome to all of our saints listening in on the airwaves. God bless each and every one of you, and may Jehovah meet you at the point of your need, spiritual or physical, whatever it may be. God bless you all. Okay, Isaiah chapter 46 in the authorized King James Version. Verse 1, Bel bows down, Nebo stupeth. Their idols were upon the beasts and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy laden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. Verse 3, hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are borne by me from the belly, which are carried from the room. Verse 4, and even to your old age I am he, and even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made, and I will bear even I will carry and will deliver you. Verse 5, to whom will ye liken me and make me equal and compare me, that we may be like? Verse 6, they lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver in the balance and hire a goldsmith, and he maketh it a god. They fall down, yea, they worship. Verse 7, they bear him upon the shoulder. They carry him and set him in his place, and he standeth from his place, shall he not remove? Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer nor save him out of his trouble. Sounds like they're praying to a deaf and dumb idol there. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, I want to just say I really am glad to see that Brother Ashley Kenny is with us from Australia. I've enjoyed his fellowship immensely. Good to have a man from the land down under, which is <laughs> is a, uh, you know, that's a, glo that's a globular term, isn't it, Brother Ashley? It's not a, it's not a land down under, okay? We're not I'll a globe. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, and uh, we're glad to have all the rest of you with us as well that have joined us uh, as a part of tonight. Yes, Isaiah 46. You know, how many times in the book of Isaiah do we have the warning by the prophet to the people of God to abstain from idol worship? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's also good to know that he affirms um, who God's elect are. I love verse 3. Mm -hmm. He says, hearken to me, O house of Jacob, O house of Jacob. And he also includes 
all the remnant of the house of Israel. By the way, we're talking about spiritual Israel when it refers to all the remnant of the house of Israel. That includes mm-hmm. the Gentiles. Okay? That includes you and me. Okay? And because we can affirm that we have been born from the belly. We have been carried from the womb. Mm-hmm. All in Ephesians said that we've been chosen in him from the foundation of the world. <laughs> okay? Amen. And he said, even to your old age, notice he's still referring to God's remnant, God's elect. I am he. Speaking there, of course, of Jesus Christ. I have made. Jesus Christ is the creator of all things. Mm-hmm. All things by him and for him. And there's nothing that was made that was not made by Jesus Christ. Colossians 1. Amen. He says, I will carry you. Isn't that a wonderful thought? How many times have we needed to be carried <laughs> most of our life? We cannot, you know, I'm, I have a real, real problem with um, uh, osteoarthritis in my hip. And so now I use a cane to help uh, the, my, that weak hip, and it also eliminates a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, people have all, oftentimes people have said to me, Oh, your 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 religion's just a crutch, you know. Mm. You know what? You know what I tell them? You're absolutely right. In fact, I said, you know, it's actually. I said, now I don't believe in religion, but if you were to tell me that Jesus Christ is my crutch, I would tell you, Jesus Christ is more than my crutch. Amen. Underneath underneath me are the everlasting arms of Christ, and He carries me everywhere I go. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, when I say that to people, they look at me like, wow, this guy's really out there, right? <laughs> and says, to whom will you liken me? To whom will you liken me and make me equal? That's Arminianism. Mm-hmm. That's Arminianism. Arminian is, Arminians are the ones that have on their bumper sticker, God is my co-pilot. <laughs> okay. Listen, God is not anyone's co-pilot. God is the pilot. Yep. You know? that's, why, that's why I wrote this book, and I know, you know people get tired of me probably saying the same thing, but it's just a, a matter of fact. You know, I've often told people I have a friend of mine or used to be a classmate that flies for American Airlines, but he's an Armenian. And this this cover of this book was came from my uh, knowing Jerry and flying with American Airlines because that that airline is in big trouble right there in that storm and the only way that airline is going to make a safe landing is not because of the skill of the pilot it's going to take divine intervention of God Almighty to bring that plane down and that's Amen. that's what happened with all of God's elect. The only way we can reach safe harbor in the kingdom of God is if we've been born again by the Spirit of God. He's chosen us from the foundation of the world, and we that will land us safely on the shores of Jordan one day. Amen? So anyway, he goes on and says, he, he jumps back. He jumps back and shows what's happening with these idol worships, worshipers. And he says they lavish gold, they hire a goldsmith, they make a god, fall down to it, and they worship it. Mm -hmm. Now, let's convert that to today. Mm -hmm. Many people worship the god of materialism today. Yes. It can take a lot of different forms. I knew a guy that he was fighting terminal cancer. He used to be a neighbor, and he told me, he said, you know what is on my wish list before I die? He said, I want to go over on an African safari on a big game hunt. And you know, <laughs> he, he he gave up 
$42,000 truck. He spent $42,000 to go on safari, and he got a big game and everything before he died. That was his idol. That was his idol. That was, that was on his to-do list before he died. Isn't that something? Some people spend, I, I know people that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in hunting and fishing and going on cruises, going to Alaska, on and on and on. That's today's modern materialism, the worship of these idols. I always think when I read uh, verse 7, <laughs> what gets every time I read verse seven, I think of the Roman Catholic Church and the Pope. They bear him on their shoulders. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen him bear the Pope on their shoulders? I've seen him in, the, in his oh, throne, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> carrying him around, lift him up. I, I got I got a kick. There's a thing on YouTube where somebody was carrying one of the Catholic uh, statues of Mary. And they tripped and fell, and that statue broke into hundreds of pieces. And all the people in there were going berserk, you know, because their idol had been smashed. Okay, but anyway, he says, you carry, bear him on your shoulders, set him in his place, and he standeth from the place, shall he not remove? Well, um, I'm going to stop there. Uh, and um, Brother... Carl, welcome aboard. Do you have any comments about chapter 46 of Isaiah 1 through 7? Uh, yes, sir. Um, well, uh, to me here, I just see a such a relationship and a comparison and a link between idolatry in Scripture and works religion. Yeah. Um, in, 40, in chapter 46, verse 1, it says, Baal boweth down, Nebo stoopeth, their idols were upon the beast and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy laden. Your carriages were heavy loaden. They are a burden to the weary beast. And works trying to maintain some type of righteousness before God that we can never, we can never achieve is a heavy burden. And I think yeah. that clearly that's, and I think that that's what we're, that's what we're being taught here is that is the link between idolatry and and works religion. Um, they are one in the same. Um, the work of our own hands, you know, <laughs> it will fail. If any of us have to lift our hands to save ourselves, we're going to perish. Um, Amen. And, and as we'll see at the end of this chapter here, um, we're told that it's not our it, it, that it's not our righteousness, <laughs> but it's His righteousness that He's bringing to us. Um, so that's really all I have. Okay. Well, that's 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 very well put because we're going to see that's even more uh, clear in the second part of this chapter. We're going to get into that, but it's even more clear that you're right on target. Um. Man, I often tell people they, you know, when people, a lot of people that are grace oriented, uh, other people charge them with being antinomian, lawless, and all of this stuff. And I, I tell people it's not that we're opposed to good works. Okay, in fact, Paul tells us to be not weary in well doing. Okay, but it has absolutely nothing to do with our salvation from a causal standpoint. In other words, uh, the works that God gives us, that he has ordained us to, we see that we've been conformed to the image of God in Ephesians 1 there. But it's a, it's a result of what happens at our new birth, okay? We cannot cause our new birth. That's what all John John is about, John 3. Nicodemus came by night, and he had questions. And Jesus Christ said, you must be born again. The Spirit bloweth where it listeth, and no man knoweth the sound thereof. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit of God. And so you're right on. Now, uh, we're going to go back now to... Brother Mark, to 
for him to give any comments on uh, this chapter one through seven. Yes, this, this is this is very good. Um, I, I do think the general subject matter here. I agree with Brother Carl. I think that, and I agree with you too. I think the I think the major subject matter that they appear to be dealing with in these uh, verses is the subject matter of idolatry. Now, uh, I'm not sure Bell and Nebo, they sound like either places or people groups, but but th that verse 7 particularly uh, caught my eye about bearing them and setting them in their place and they stand from their place and they remove not you cry unto them and yet he cannot answer or save him out of his trouble. That that appears to me to uh, be dealing with the subject of idolatry. I uh, have a short little passage I would like to read at this point from uh, John Calvin's The Necessity of reforming the church, dealing with that uh, very subject, if that would be all right? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he says in John Calvin's The Necessity of Reforming the Church, but beside the clear testimonies which are everywhere met within Scripture, we are also supported by the authority of the ancient church. All the writers of a purer age describe the abuse of image of images among the Gentiles as not differing from what is seen in the world in the present day. Now this is back in Europe in the 1500s, mind you. And their observations on the subject are not less applicable to the present age than to the persons whom they then censured as to the charge which they bring against us for discarding images as well as the bones and relics of saints, it is easily answered, for none of these things ought to be valued at more than the brazen serpent, and the reasons for removing them were not less valid than those of Hezekiah for breaking it. It is certain that the idolomania with which the minds of men are now fascinated cannot be cured otherwise than by removing bodily the source of the infatuation. And we have too much experience of the absolute truth of St. Augustine's sentiment uh, when he says, no man prays or worships looking on an image, an idol in other words, no man prays or worships looking on an image without being impressed with the idea that it is listening to him. Interesting. Mm. And likewise, in Psalm, uh, that's in Roman numerals, CXV, I'm not sure which one, the images from having a mouth, eyes, and ears, and feet are more effectual to mislead an unhappy soul than to correct it. But that one statement, uh, no man prays or worships looking on an image without being impressed with the idea that it is listening to him, that really caught my attention, and that's why... I remembered it, and I just wanted to share that. And so, yes, I believe that this uh, passage is dealing with idolatry and, and, and how spiritually deadly it is. Yeah, and the ultimate idolatry, of course, is taking on our own righteousness and not trusting in the righteousness of Christ. That's Amen. right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay, well, Brother... Uh, I'm going to have Brother uh, Carl read verses 8 down to 13, and then we're going to go look at a short passage in 45, the, the preceding chapter. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, brother, brother Carl. All right, Isaiah chapter 46, verse 8, in the authorized King James Version only. Remember this and shew yourselves, men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring Amen. the end from the declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, 
the man that executeth my counsel from a far country. Yeah, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted that are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness. It shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. How beautiful. <laughs> yeah, amen. You know, it's it's really hard, you know, to add anything to what the prophet <laughs> I there. I mean, he says it so beautifully. You know, my counsel oh. shall, shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. End of story. Okay. Right, yep. right. Yep. yep. Kind of reminds yeah. me again of what it kind of reminds me again of what happened at the Transfiguration. I know I refer to that often, but I just I smile every time I think of it. You know, mm-hmm. here Peter is make a tabernacle for Elijah and for Christ and for Moses. And then out of the heavens a booming voice says Larry's translation, shut up, Peter. <laughs> no. This is my son. Hear ye him. This is kind Amen. of the same idea. Yeah. Well, uh, Brother uh, Mark, what do you think about this, uh, verses 8 through 13 on this? It's very good. Um, verse 10 particularly uh, captures my attention that God knows what's going to happen before it happens because he has decreed that it should happen. Amen. Verse 10. Amen. Amen. You know, there was a, there's a guy, I don't know if you've yeah. ever read him, his name is, um, see if I can, his name is Bibi, and I can never spell his name, Bibi. And, oh. you know, he wrote, he wrote a treatise entitled The Absolute Predestination of All Things. I've got it around here somewhere. And if you ever get a chance, pull it up. You can Google it up, Bibi, The Absolute Predestination of All Things. It will blow your mind. <laughs> right. And I'll tell you. The conditionalists hate that. The conditionalists absolutely hate BB. Mm. But you know, I I heard a guy one time say that if there's one maverick molecule, then God isn't sovereign. You know, R.C. Sproul is the one who I believe said that back in the '90s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, you know, BB Warfield wasn't. Um, yeah, BB Warfield might have tagged along on that too, Mark Phillips was saying, yeah. But you know what? It's whoever whoever said it, you know. It's uh, true. There are, there are no maverick molecules with God. That's, That's what he right. says here. He says, he says that he declares the end from the beginning. Yeah. And he says, my, my counsel shall stand. He doesn't say, I will do some of my pleasure. <laughs> right. He says, I will do all of my pleasure. Very good points. All the dogs. Yeah, go ahead, brother, uh, brother Carl. Yeah, I would just like to uh, bring up again. You know, we have, you know, these pictures of of salvation and the revelation of God that is given us. You know, that is given to us in Scripture. Um, the comparison that God draws in Old Testament Scripture between idolatry and works religion. I mean, clearly that's what this is. Clearly that's what this is a picture of. And, you know, the works of our hands, if we, if we think that we are doing anything, right? If if we consciously think to ourselves, church attendance, giving to the poor, whatever, all right. Mm-hmm. If we do, if we do any of these things and think that we're going to find some type of favor with God because we do those things, that's idolatry, and we are yep. lifting our hands to it. We are lifting our hands to it, just like Uzzah did when the ox stumbled, and he lifted his hands to the ark to steady it, and God killed him. All right. Right. That's what that's what that is. It's idolatry, and that's what we engage in when we think that we can add something to the finished work of Jesus Christ, and God will kill us for it. 
He's de- he has is declared de- he he has declared this in his word. He says here in he 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 says here in verse twelve and verse thirteen, hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted boy. That's us that are far from righteousness, because we have because we have none. And he and he goes on to tell us, I bring near my righteousness; it shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion for Israel. My glory, because this is his work. This is his work. And I know I'm getting excited here. I apologize. I'm just going to read sec- I'm just going to read Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Not only has God per- gotten, you know, people say, you know, a lot of times you hear people say stuff like, well, God's got a plan for his wife, or God has a plan for them. God don't make plans, all right? We right. make plans, all right? We make plans, and they get messed up most of the time. <laughs> you know, the, you know the, Jesus Christ is called the lamb that was slain from before the foundation of the world. He was not a contingency plan. All right. this was purposed out by God, and God has provided for us his righteousness, I mean, I could just wrap my mind around this verse here. For he mm-hmm. hath made him to be sin for us. He knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are made in Jesus Christ the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, thank you, you know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for what you've done for us. I mean, I can't, if I could just get this in my heart <laughs> and let it take root, I'll be doing something by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You, you know, uh, yeah, I just, when you were talking, I, I was just thinking, you know, uh, wait a minute. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I'm Larry. I'm Larry. Look at all the messages I've got on Sermon Audio. Woo, woo. Look here on Facebook and and uh, boy, don't we have the world by the tail! And look at my tie. Oh, I guess I forgot my tie tonight. Sorry about that. <laughs> look at my suit. Look at look at my uh, SUV that God's provided for me. And on and on it goes. And where it stops, nobody knows. And you know what? Whenever you start having these kind of thoughts, these kind of self-exaltation of the creature, there's one uh-huh. thing that I always uh, always, the Lord brings to my remembrance. I took from the dirt of the ground and created man. <laughs> okay, we're dirt. All right. We're dirt. Okay. Now, what I want to do is, um, I want to just have a little bit further edification on this, um, and uh, excuse any redundancy. Uh, I'm very redundant, but um, in in Isaiah 45, uh, I want Brother Carl to read um, verses 2 down through 9, and then I'm going to have Brother Mark read uh, 9 through uh, like 22, and then I'll, or 9 through 20, and then I'll read the rest of the chapter. So, Brother, um, why don't you start with verse 2 through um, what, what did I say? Two through nine. Uh, two through nine. Yes. Yeah. Two through nine. Yes. All right. Isaiah chapter forty-five, verses two through nine, in the King James Version only. Verse two: I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that thou may knowest that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God besides me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside oh, 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 me. Hold on. What does it say? Did it say the sun rises there? 
<laughs> right. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Drop down ye heavens from above and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open and let them bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioneth, What makest thou or thy work? He hath no hand. Wow. Every time I hear that, guys, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. uh, amazed. It's amazing. The prophet Isaiah, mm-hmm. how God has put his spirit in the prophet Isaiah to, to bring this forth. Mm-hmm. There's so much there. You know? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Biblical, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, Amen. We, have biblical, we have biblical cosmology here. You have, we we have, yes, and you have predestination and election, and you have, I'm sorry, you have predestination and election. Yeah, you have predestination and election and reprobation right here. <laughs> Verse 9. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. Brother uh, Mark, go ahead, because you get Carl and me started, you won't get a, a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I get the benefit because I get to hear what you guys say. So carry on. <laughs> and all well, we need, get the benefit. We need, yes, we need what we need to hear what you have to say too, though, brother. Oh, that's okay. right. Wait, that verse number seven is a very good verse because a lot of nom- a lot of nominal Christians don't like this verse seven because. Yes. You know, we have to realize that everything that happens in this world at any time has been ordained by Jehovah. Amen. So this, this seven, I form the light and create darkness, I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. You go up to the average Christian on the street and ask them, do you know what Isaiah 45, 7 says? Oh, I don't know. Well, look it up. Oh, listen. Um, well, it's in there, so it's in there for a reason. So yeah. you better find out. <laughs> well, you know, I want to uh, give a special shout out to Rick Butter at uh, Almost messed up, Rick. Hope your wife wasn't listening. <laughs> Rick Batoric. And uh, also, I want to say hello to Jacko B. Beer, uh, who's joined us as well. Welcome to all of you folks. Yeah, this is really probably one of my favorite chapters. Again, I keep saying that. I guess I guess it's all my favorite. But when mm-hmm. he says, as you, as you look uh, on through there in verse 12, he says, I have made the earth and mm-hmm. created man on it. I, even my hands, have stretched, stretched out the heavens, mm-hmm. and all their host have I commanded. He didn't say he made a ball. He didn't mm-hmm. say he, he, he rolled up a ball and made it into a ball. He said, I have stretched, I have stretched out the heavens, and all their host have I commanded. Yes, he also yes. says that... <clears throat> uh, which I love, he says, Israel, verse 17, Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't say, he doesn't say temporary salvation. He doesn't right. say until, until you backslide and then you have to get resaved all over again, okay? He says, Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. And then verse 18, um, I think I'm going to, um, uh, I think I'm going to have our cosmologist 
<laughs> uh, Brother Carl, read verse 18. He is our biblical cosmologist, okay? And that's his title. I'm just giving you a hard time, Brother Carl. Go ahead. <laughs> verse 18. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Amen. You know, yeah, he I mean, does. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. You know, you know, I, you know, we, you know, we've been accused of, you know, because of embracing God's truth of biblical cosmology and His Word. I and I feel safe in saying that we have been accused of adding to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is a demonic lie. That is a demonic lie from the pit of hell. Our God himself tells us in verse 18, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. He is the one, God himself, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who created all things, that uses his creation to declare his sovereignty and absolute power in his word to us. Just like in verse 12, I have, I have made the earth and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their host have I commanded. You know, Amen. and he, his sovereignty is declared to us in his word by him through his creation. Mm. You know, that's how yeah. you know that's that's how he does it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. And you know, the next verse um, is absolutely reaffirming what you just stated. You cannot separate out God's work in redemption from God's work of creation. You can't separate them. Either God is the creator and the redeemer, or he's not the creator, and he's not the redeemer. He's both. Okay? Amen. Uh, Notice what it says in 19. He says, I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Amen. Jesus Christ is a truth teller. It's impossible for him to lie. Right. And when when he says out of his mouth that the evening and the morning were the first day and the evening and morning were the second day, and then he made two lights, one to rule the day and one to rule the night. Mm-hmm. He, didn't say, he didn't say he made one light and then he made one to be the shadow of the sun. He didn't say that. When he Amen. says that he uh, created the earth so that it was would not move, that it was fixed. He did not lie. He's not a liar. He he was a truth teller. And so Amen. we can bank when he says that the earth is his footstool, he means that the earth is under his throne. And he is above the earth. Now if he is above the earth and the earth is his footstool, how can the earth be a ball? Can you tell me that? <laughs> How can there be a ball? All right, now, he also yeah. says he also says that, uh, notice that, that this is quite a, uh, uh, quite a statement on election in verse 25 of 45. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified. In Christ, in other words, in Christ, that's the Lord, shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. That goes back to what Brother Mark and Brother Carl were saying. We are not in we are not into self justification. Alright? We cannot lay any claims on anything we've done as it relates to our salvation because the reason Christ came was to save his people from their sins and his precious blood on the cross is what justified us before God and gave us Jesus Christ imputed righteousness. 
Mm-hmm. And so all the seed in the Lord, in the Christ, shall all the seed of Israel be justified. Uh, yeah, Brother uh, Mark, go ahead and uh, expound on that a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Um, yes, this was all foretold hundreds of years before Christ actually showed up on the scene. And, and so it was all prophesied to happen you know, and and this is why certain things happened in you know in the New Testament world that were prophesied hundreds of years before, and and when and when John the Baptist showed up, he started saying, "Make way, the make straight paths for the Lord." Behold, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, "Make straight the path of the Lord." He was the one who was foretold to announce the coming of the Lord. Amen. I love to read Brother Rick Batorik's comments. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Brother Rick, I wish you were with us uh on the uh on the phone lines tonight. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, it's it's good to see you there, Rick. You're always very edifying and building up. I also want to recognize MJ Abelos, who's also joined us tonight. Well, I think that we've come to a concluding. I think it's been a good time of of uh, edification on what we've talked about tonight. And uh, I want to now just, uh, before we go on to our announcements and so on, I do want to... Uh, open it up to Brother Mark and to Brother Carl for any uh, other comments that they might have in their minds so that we can all leave with our, with our minds clear of this. Go ahead, Brother uh, brother Mark. Oh, sure. I just I wanted to uh, bring one more thing to, to everyone's attention. In uh, Isaiah 45, verse 7, that verse where it says, I form the light and create darkness, I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, yes, it says that the Lord creates evil for his divine purposes. That that is a very, we need to be very careful with that statement. And we be in, in the fact that we do not attribute evil to the Lord or, or attribute the Lord as being evil. He create, he create, the Lord creates things that humanity calls evil for his own sovereign purposes. Now, that does not mean that the Lord is, that God is evil. That's a very, that's a very, we need to be very careful in parsing that statement that, that where he says, I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So, yes, the Uh, Lord makes things that humanity calls evil, but we do not, we do not attribute that quality to the Lord as being yeah. inherent to the Lord. Yeah. Can I can I weigh in on that? Okay. Um, if um, one of the things I do want to say is yes, I agree with Brother Mark um, that we we know that God is totally righteous. He's totally yep. holy. Uh, he's without sin, um, and he is. Um, it says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Yes. And so know that his very essence is that of righteousness. Yep. That being, that being said, however, okay, there is a whole group of conditionalists out there that take it too far the other way, and they say that God is not the author of sin. Okay? Uh. Now... The problem with a statement like that is, first of all, I totally agree with Brother Mark in that God is independent of his creation. He's not dependent upon his creation in any manner or form. He says that when he says he works all things after the counsel of his own will, 
when he says that he does all these things, okay, he is, and also God is not under the laws that he demands his creation to keep. God is not the law. God is the law giver, okay? Yes. God is not bound by the law that he gives to man. A lot of people get confused on that, okay? That's true. And I'll give you I'll give you a couple of examples. In the Ten Commandments, we are told, "Thou shalt not kill." Okay, God right. says, "I." God says, "I kill and make alive." Yeah. Okay. Another another thing he tells us is that uh, in numerous uh, ways, he says, "Love your enemies." Do good to them that persecute you and despitefully use you and say all manner of evil against you. What does yes. he say? What does he say in Psalms two? He says in Psalms two at some at one at some point he's going to put his enemies under his feet. Does it not? Yes. Not what it says? He says. In fact, I can read it to you. He says, uh, "Kiss, serve the Lord with fear." Kiss the Lord, says, thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Mm-hmm. Okay? Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. Okay? Yes. Says, <clears throat> he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall yes. he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. So <clears throat> I tell when they start coming up with God is not the God is not the author of evil, and they try to they try to separate out. They say, well, you've got sin and you've got evil. God created evil, but He didn't create sin, and God right. did not author, God did not author is not the author of evil. I have one question for those people that go that direction: If God mm-hmm. did not if God did not authorize sin, who did authorize it? Right. Okay, because if somebody else authorized it, then God is not God. Right. Okay? Exactly. God, God is the author of everything. Okay? Everything. He authors everything. He's decreed everything. But that does not, just because he authors sin doesn't make him culpable as a sinner. Right. Because he's, he's separate from that. And he's separate from his creation. He's separate from that. And so... Do we understand it totally? No. <laughs> but that's what his word says, just like it says in Romans 9. For this very purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout the whole earth. This, the same thing when he says that he created the wicked for the day of evil. Okay? Amen. He's the, one that, he, he's the one that created them for the day of evil. And so, yes, even though we need to be careful, how we deal with the, I create evil. He created all things, including yes. evil. And he did it in his own righteous pleasure to do so. So, Amen. Anyway, okay, well, now I'm going to turn it over to Carl for any final comments. Brother Carl, go ahead. Yes, and just real quickly from, from Isaiah 45, verse 7 there, you know, we're told to lean not on our own understanding. But in all in all things acknowledge him. All right. And we're told that his ways are much that the ways of God are much higher than ours. Amen. <laughs> you know. And I would love to just do a whole episode on this particular topic, to be honest with you, because this is just I mean, this is really great. I mean it like you know, most people hate this, but <laughs> God is God <laughs> and he has created all things by he has created all things. So um Real quickly, here in verse 20, um, Isaiah 45, 20, and I'll close with this. It says, Assemble yourselves and come draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. You know, I just see this as a picture of God. I just see this as a picture of us, of God's elect um, being pulled out of the nations, which is, which is free will works idolatry. And we're told to assemble ourselves like we're doing tonight and draw near to God together. 
we that are escaped yeah. of the nations, we that he has by, that by, that he had by his divine decree has pulled out of free will works idolatry, right? Amen. And and not and we don't trust in the works of our hands or anything that we can do or in our own righteousness, but of the righteousness of God that he has made us through our blessings, through our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'll just say I really, really enjoyed tonight's talk show with you, Brother Larry and Brother Mark Kenny, Brother Mark Phillips, Sister Rosette, and everybody listening out there, the brother from Australia. And, um, and also, I just really you, enjoyed it. Give your beautiful wife, Babs, our love, and uh, we thank her for joining us as well, okay? And, yes, sir. Uh, I want to read, um, because when you were talking about that, a scripture came to my mind in Romans 11, and it just goes right down with what you were saying, Brother Carl. Romans 11, verse 33, Oh, the depth of the riches, Mm -hmm. both wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him. For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. 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 I think that's a good good conclusion. Thanks for bringing that, the Holy Spirit giving you scripture to bring that to my mind. Um, I want to remind everyone that Tomorrow night, we're going to be having a talk show here at 6 o'clock. And uh, I have sent out, a lot of people say, why does Philip send out so many emails? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like to give people a background information as to how we arrive at what we believe. Okay? That's the only reason I send it out. Tomorrow night we're going to be having a discussion regarding the King James Version of the Bible. And so I sent out to our people on our email list uh, past sermons that I've done on the international, the New International Version, the New King James Version, the King James Version of the Bible and its preservation. And I hope that you will at least listen to, to those that you can, okay, because it will give you some background some biblical background as to why we're King James-only people, okay? We didn't just happen to wake up one day and say, I think I'm going to be King James Version only. No. You know, we have have done a lot of research. We've done a lot of reading of the Bible, studying, praying about this issue, and Mm -hmm. we've seen a lot of the origins and the histories of these perverted versions and and how they came into fruition and so on. So that's why I sent all that out. Uh, That being said, Brother Edward Henry will be with us tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. And Brother Carl and Brother Mark, I believe, are you guys both planning on being with us? Yep. I'll be there. Okay. Yep. And, okay. And, if, and you know, if for some reason you can't, if one of you guys can't make it, I understand that. I just, um, I so cherish the interaction between us, and I know that Brother Edward Henry will too. So uh, I want to open up the mics and and have you have some dialogue and ask ask some hard, crucial questions that maybe others would ask as to his position on this. And with that, uh, that's about all I have. We will be having our Wednesday night uh, talk show with Brother Mark. And, And... Brother Carl knows he's always welcome. Now, sometimes Brother Carl has to work, and when he mm-hmm. does, we understand that, and, you know, you've got to survive. you got to keep the wolf away from the door. <laughs> we understand that. We're going to Amen. be continuing study through God does not love everyone, but he does love his elect from everlasting to everlasting, and we're ready for Chapter 25 Wednesday night, so we'll be going through that. And then to yes. remind everyone, Thursday night, we're going to have a special guest. In fact, uh, I did confirm with our guest that he would be on with us at 6 o'clock on Thursday. He's going to be giving his testimony, sharing his story of deliverance 
and we are going to we just refer to him as the hammer. <laughs> we are not going to give him a name. Uh, but anyway, he uh, he was in law enforcement for over 20 years, and especially wow. in under undercover uh, undercover kind of thing. So God delivered him out of the Roman Catholic Church. Marvelous deliverance. Uh, his mm. brother-in-law, Jesuit priest. You can imagine what what he went through. But anyway, and then at 6.30, we're going to try to make that interview just uh, like a 30-minute interview. And then at 6.30, we're going to open up for fellowship anyone that wants to join us Mm -hmm. from 6.30 to 7.30. And then that will be pretty much our week. So uh, with that, I'm going to call it a night. I hope you all have a blessed evening and a blessed week. And... uh, We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. All right. Can I say one more thing? Yes. All right. Uh, I'd just like to close with a quote by Martin Luther, peace if possible and truth at all costs, and we love you guys. Amen. Amen. Good night, all. Good night, Carl. Good night, brother. Good Good night. night. Good night. Good night, brother Mark. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.